What is up, Dolph fans, and welcome to another episode of the Finn Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony John Deletti. Guys, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, man, welcome. Glad to have you. If it's not your first time listening, welcome back. And today we are continuing a series that I am doing on the Finn Sports Football Podcast where I go in-depth and break down to the best of my ability my top five um, draft prospects at each position. Now, if you remember all the way back when I did talk about wide receiver, I mentioned I'm not going to be addressing um, the quarterback position. I'm also not going to be addressing the cornerback position. Okay, quarterback and cornerback, not going to be addressing them. However, we did wide receiver, talked about my top five. Uh, Hopefully you guys listened to that episode of the podcast, you know, and maybe you you might have gone crazy when I put certain people where they were, but hopefully you still are listening. You listened to my running back video. I talked about, you know, who I thought were the top three that I would love. Um, you know, top five, I did Kenneth Gainwell, Michael Carter, uh, Travis Etienne, Javante Williams, Najee Harris from five to one. And today I'm very excited because if you've listened to the Finn Sports Football Podcast before, you know how important I view offensive line. And that is what we are going to be talking about on today's episode of the podcast. Um, Offensive line to me, aside from quarterback, is the most important position on the offense. Quarterback's probably, it's not probably, it's the most important position on a team, offense, defense, special teams. But to me, if you're talking about offense, aside from the quarterback, offensive line to me is the most important. I have been in a family that has been Cowboys fans and Steelers fans their whole life. I've seen good offensive line play. I've seen what happens to a team when they have good offensive lines, how it makes everyone else better, quarterback, running game, passing offense. And I've seen teams like the Miami Dolphins in the past struggle when their offensive line was struggling. Okay. And so for me, I know a lot of people out there, the thought of addressing more offensive linemen after Eric Flowers, Ted Karras, Austin Jackson, Solomon Kinley, Robert Hunt, the thought of addressing offensive line turns people off right away. And I I understand why, but I caution people to not just settle, but to take a deep look at the offense, to take a deep look at our offensive line and understand there is work to be done. And I know the sexy thing is not, you know, offensive line. I understand the sexy thing to talk about are the wide receivers, the running backs, the edge rushers, all that good stuff. But just like any building, you don't lay the foundation the right way. You're not going to have a good structure. And so for the Dolphins, while we have addressed plenty on our offensive and defensive lines, I go into this draft thinking, Aside from wide receiver, which I do think we need to add playmakers at wide receiver. I believe after the Will Fuller signing and after free agency is done now, our main needs on this team, offensive line and edge. And so today when we talk about offensive line, I leave you with that. My belief is that the Dolphins still have plenty of room to improve on their offensive line. Now, do I believe... In saying, while saying that, that Austin Jackson, Solomon Kinley can't improve in year two. No, I fully believe that will happen. But 
if you're going to give someone a Baker Mayfield versus, you know, a Trevor Lawrence, for instance, yes, Baker Mayfield will probably improve, but he will not, in my opinion, ever get to that ceiling that we all believe Trevor Lawrence has. And so while I believe Austin Jackson will improve in year two, Solomon Kinley will improve in year two, you're probably noticing I haven't mentioned Robert Hunt. That is because Robert Hunt, over the last course of the you know latter half of the season, you saw the improvement. And by the end of the season, Robert Hunt was playing top tackle football. So I mentioned Austin Jackson, I mentioned Eric Flowers, I mentioned Solomon Kinley, because while I think they can improve, specifically with the rookies, Austin Jackson and Solomon Kinley, there are options that I believe if the Dolphins took these players, you wouldn't have to bank on those players improving year one to two. Because you would get a guy that would come in and instantly be better than any improvement that they could make from year one to two. Unless it was a jump from subpar to Pro Bowl, which usually does not happen. That takes years. So for me, I like to break down offensive line a little differently because it's kind of hard. You have tackles, you have guards, they play left and right. You have a center position. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just tell you guys a bunch of people that I like. I'm not going to give you like my top you know, tackles, because there are some guys that I'll talk about that while I do not think they're a top tackle, I may think they are the best overall offensive lineman because of their versatility. So with that, let's start from the inside out. Center. For me, in my opinion, the two guys that are best suited to play center for the Miami Dolphins, and this may come as a shock to some people. Some people are expecting me to say Creed Humphrey. The two best people are Rayshon Slater, Landon Dickerson. Now, some of you are probably going to pause the video right there and think to yourself, did he just say Rayshon Slater at center? Rayshon Slater is technically an offensive tackle. I understand that. But the the, the appealing aspect of Rayshon Slater's game is he actually projects better on the inside than he does on the outside. Similar to a Robert Hunt. Now, if Rayshon Slater was taken right now and put him at left tackle, he's an instant improvement over Austin Jackson. But I could say that about every single position except maybe right tackle with Robert Hunt. Rayshon Slater, to me, would be an instant improvement at right guard if we placed him there, which he could play center, left guard, or left tackle. And I believe he has insanely high potential at the center position. Potential where I could easily, if the Dolphins put him on the offensive line and stuck him at center, he could, at guard or center, be Pro Bowl first year, without a doubt. So first, center, Rayshon Slater. And you're going to hear his name a lot. Next up, Landon Dickerson. In my opinion, Landon Dickerson, had it not been for injury concern, is hands down the best center in this draft. Because here's the thing. You may look at someone like Creed Humphrey and you may say to yourself, I think he's better. I think he's stronger. I think he's this. I think he's that. There are certain guys that have a knack for the position. There are certain guys that lean on strength. 
And there are certain guys that just have a knack for the position. They're just good. They know who's coming, when, where, all that good stuff. For me, that's Landon Dickerson at the center position. The guy was born to play center. There were many times when I went back and watched the film that I saw Creed Humphrey just not know. There was one play. Um, I'm trying to think of who they were playing. But uh, Oklahoma was playing, I believe, Florida. Was it, was it Florida? Maybe. And they set a blitz. And Creed Humphrey stepped back, hiked the ball off. And instead of feeling the pressure from his right, there was a free blitzer that came through. He double teamed a guy that uh, it was it was the defensive tackle. He double teamed him with the le- with the right guard and let a free rusher come right through because of instead of, you know, pushing the the defensive tackle to the right guard and making his way over to the free rusher, he just didn't have that instinctive feel for the game. And there were many times where this happened, not only in the in, in the games, but I saw that a lot in the Senior Bowl as well. If you go back and listen to it, I talked about there were a lot of times where Creed Humphrey just didn't look like he had that feel for the game. Landon Dickerson has that feel for the game. You add on top of that, his leadership, his charisma, his just overall physique, because the dude is a monster, a mauler. Um, if, if the Dolphins added Landon Dickerson to this offensive line, not only does he have the chemistry with Tua, but on top of it, you're adding someone that I believe is hands down the best center in this class. However, due to injury, he's being listed with guys like Creed Humphrey, Josh Meyer, Quinn Mainers. If it weren't for the injury, Landon Dickerson is, in my opinion, a first round talent. But because of the injury concern, he'll probably fall to the second round. Early, mid-second round. So as far as center, the two guys I love, um, I think the top of their of their class, Rayshon Slater, Landon Dickerson. Now going to guard. There are uh, three guys that I really, really like at guard. The first one, to no surprise, is Rayshon Slater. Um, as I mentioned before, Rayshon Slater can play every single position on the offensive line. He actually translates better at the next level inside rather than outside. So if you get Rayshon Slater, you can essentially put him at left guard or right guard and you can fix your problem. The other guy is Elijah Vera Tucker. Elijah Vera Tucker, the appeal for me with him is he played left guard with Austin Jackson at USC. And the the biggest thing about offensive line is chemistry. If you do not have chemistry on your offensive line, you're you're likely not going to have a good offensive line. Because a lot about offensive line is trusting your guys to be at the right place at the right time. To know, hey, I know these guys are doing a stunt move, So that's something that I don't have to tell you because you just know it already. It's almost like they communicate with each other without communicating with each other, if that makes sense. And I said this all the time about the appeal to get Jerry, not Jerry Judy, the appeal to get Jalen Waddle or Devontae Smith was because of the chemistry between Tua and them. 
Same here with Elijah Vera Tucker. Not only is he a very good guard, he's probably a mid-first round draft pick, but in my opinion, the appeal of having him start right where they left off with Austin Jackson and have that chemistry is good to me. I like that. Now, do I believe he's as good of a guard as Rayshon Slater? No, I don't. I don't believe that. I believe Rayshon Slater is overall the best offensive lineman in the draft class. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. However, although he's not as good as Rayshon Slater, in order to get Elijah Vera Tucker, you're not having to waste your top draft pick. So the appeal to Elijah Vera Tucker is that you could spend that 18th pick on him. You wouldn't have to use that first overall pick if you traded back to get a Rayshon Slater. So we talked about center, Rayshon Slater, and Landon Dickerson. Creed Humphrey you could put in there, but honestly, I'd rather have Quinn Mainers. And then on interior offensive line at the guard spot, Rayshon Slater again, Elijah Vera Tucker, and I'll even put in there Alex Leatherwood. I think Alex Leatherwood's a, another guy where I could see him, again, he played tackle, but I think if you put him inside at guard, another guy that I think has very, very high potential. And then last but not least, we talk about our tackles. The best tackle in this class is Penesul. Go watch the film. It, the dude, when I talked about Landon Dickerson, I talked about how there's certain guys that just understand the position. There's something about it. It's not just them knowing X's and O's. It's the the feel for the game. Penesul, whether it's his feel for the game, his mauler mentality, or just the fact that the dude is a freak of nature, Penesul to me is the best left tackle, not only in this class, but if he would have come out last year, the best left tackle in that class. And we saw the type of seasons that Tristan Wirfs had. We saw the seasons that Andrew Thomas, Makai Becton had. Penesul is above them all. Now here's the thing with Penesul. If you're looking for a guy that is going to come into the NFL, and be the most technically proficient, ready-to-go, right-away NFL player, it's not Penesul. And I talked about this a while ago. I mentioned it in in a podcast I did with Smart Guy. Um, Penesul is not the most technically ready offensive tackle in the draft. That's actually Rayshon Slater, in my opinion. Some people say Christian Darisol. I'll even put him in there. Both of them, to me, have better technique and fundamentals at the tackle position. But here's the thing with Penesul. Similar to Laramie Tunsil, when he came out of the draft five years ago, Chris Greer's first draft pick, Penesul, if you can get just those simple fundamentals down like they did with Laramie Tunsil, his ceiling is higher than any of the other guys, and it's not close. So, now that I've mentioned all those guys, right? We talk about tackle. Honestly, it's Penesul, probably hmm, probably Penesul, Rayshon Slater, Christian Darisol to me in that order. Uh, again, I'm really high on, uh, on Rayshon Slater. When I watched him go watch the tape of him against Chase Young, he made Chase Young look subpar. And that's hard to do when there's a guy like Chase Young that was considered the best player in the draft last year. 
and Rayshon Slater went up against him and consistently beat him every single rep. He took him out of that game 100%. They still lost. They still got destroyed in that game. But he took Chase Young out of that game completely. And that's the thing you want in a tackle. You want your tackle to just stand there at left or right side and just completely take a guy out of a game. Same thing with cornerback. The appeal to having a lockdown corner is you don't have to worry about DK Metcalf or DeAndre Hopkins. Because when you go into the game, they're just not going to exist. Because you're going to be shut down on them the whole game. Same thing with offensive line. An offensive lineman is the cornerback of the offense, if that makes sense. He's the guy that neutralizes the scariest weapon on your defense. Cornerbacks neutralize the scariest weapon on the offense. Offensive tackles neutralize the scariest weapons on the defense. And Rayshon Slater, when put up against Chase Young, who not only translated very well into the NFL, but at college was an absolute beast and monster, Rayshon Slater completely took him out of that game. So overall, I believe the best, most sure, 100% Lineman that will succeed with any team, any scheme is Rayshon Slater. That will be a surprise to many people because in my opinion, Penny Sewell, just talent alone. If you just talk about put him at the left tackle position, Penny Sewell to me is the second best player in this draft behind Trevor Lawrence. And then he's probably two, Jamar Chase three. But just because Penny Sewell's just that good a tackle for me the appeal of having Rayshon Slater is what I talked about earlier in the podcast which is what I want to pivot back to to finish you have two offensive linemen as rookies in Austin Jackson and Solomon Kinley they deserve the chance to try to get better and I believe they will so if you are the Miami Dolphins and you have an opportunity to get someone like a Rayshon Slater that can play every position on the offensive line, you now give yourself that safety blanket of, hey, if Austin Jackson's not improving as much as we wanted him to, Rayshon Slater will take over. If Solomon Kinley is the one that isn't holding his end of the bargain, Austin Jackson ended up improving tremendously because he's only like 21 years old, you can put him wherever Solomon Kinley would play. If both of them look good, and you're happy with them. Now you can get rid of Eric Flowers and put Rayshon Slater at left guard. And if you believe Matt Skura is not the answer at center, you can now put Rayshon Slater at center and you basically used one draft pick to address any of those positions that you needed. You don't have to use three draft picks on I need to get a center and a left tackle. The left tackle might not work out because Austin Jackson might be good. He might not. The center, Matt Skura, might work out, might not. You can just get a guy in Rayshon Slater that you can say, any position that doesn't work out, we'll just put him there. I don't have to waste a bunch of picks and hope to God that these guys improve or don't, or, or maybe they don't. I can just get Rayshon Slater and I'll put him almost like, it's kind of like BPA. You can just put, you could put him at position of need. P-O-N, I guess you call it. Just put him at position of need. He doesn't need to be labeled as a center, tackle, right guard, left guard. 
just go into training camp and see see what you're working with. And the Miami Dolphins do that a lot of times. I mean, Robert Hunt coming out of the draft was supposed to be a right guard. That's where his Pro Bowl level was projected at, guard. They played around with it, put him at right tackle. They moved Solomon Kinley left guard a couple of times throughout the season when Eric Flowers got hurt. They move people around all the time. That's the name of the game. Get a bunch of guys that can do a lot of things. That's the only reason Jesse Davis is still on this team. Because he can play every position. So God forbid you lose a guy, you have him. So now you can do that with Rayshon Slater. And not only is his upside higher than Jesse Davis, you're not paying him as much as Jesse Davis. And on top of it, you can now play him. Because Jesse Davis, you couldn't play. He was basically just a substitute. You can play Rayshon Slater. And then when someone else gets injured, you can put in Rayshon Slater's backup and then move Rayshon somewhere else. Before, if someone got injured on our line, you couldn't move Austin Jackson. You can't move Robert Hunt as much. Rayshon Slater, you can put him anywhere on the offensive line. He'll be just fine. So there it is, you guys. Those are my top offensive line prospects. Now, some of them may have come as a shock. Some of you out there may think I'm completely off. Those are just my opinions on it. Okay, I've been taking a lot of time to watch film thoroughly, make my own opinions, not just, you know, who's ranked higher than who. These are just my own opinions based off the film I've watched. And I just believe the appeal of having a guy in Rayshon Slater that not only is good, because I don't believe the gap between... I, I Here's the thing. I don't believe the overall gap between him and Penny Sewell is like, you know, he's... Penny Sewell's a first-rounder and the other guy's not. No. Penny Sewell at tackle is just far better than every other guy. But to me, Rayshon Slater just as an overall offensive lineman, again, if he comes out last year, I view him... Similar to how I view like a Tristan Wirfs. That's how I view Rayshon Slater. Rayshon Slater to me is like the level of Tristan Wirfs. And if I can get a guy like Tristan Wirfs on this team who can play all positions, I'm going to do it in a heartbeat. So hopefully the goal of these podcast episodes is to let you guys know my overall opinion of all these prospects, the top five in each position. And then as we get closer to the draft now, you can kind of understand where I'm going to start going with my mock drafts. Because I I said this with Smart Guy, I've said it on the podcast, the Dolphins since Chris Greer got here have only drafted three, since he took over the draft in 2016, they've only taken three skill positions in the top three rounds out of 17. Kenyon Drake, Mike Isicki, and Leonte Carew. So the the thought that the Dolphins now are just going to say, yep, offensive line, defensive line, completely fixed, don't need to address them anymore, it's naive. And you shouldn't think that. If the Dolphins have an opportunity to take someone who they believe can protect Tua, give him more time, and open up the run game in a system that is heavily predicated on the run game in an RPO system... If they get that opportunity in a wide receiver heavy draft, don't expect them to not do it. That's all I'm saying. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Stay safe. Fins up.